Yep. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the 12th man back at you again after another weekend of football. So my name is Brooks. I got Blaine over here with me as well. Well, not with me, but different state, digitally with me. Uh, and so yes. what we wanted us to, to kick this off with was probably the game that everyone watched. Uh, man, you, Ronaldo, coming back home. Did you watch it, Blaine? Absolutely. There is like, so where I am, the game was at eight o'clock and there is like, I think, dude, most of the Premier League games were at eight o'clock. Everything was at eight o'clock. I was like yeah. Man City, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah every, everyone played at eight o'clock, but you better believe on the main screen, I had Man U. And uh, yeah, man, it was good. It was, it was everything that I would have expected from a Ronaldo return to Old Trafford, dude. I mean, yeah. tap-ins, nutmegs. I, the only thing I didn't get, I thought he was going to tear the shirt off again, but he didn't tear the shirt off. But it was it was a good game, man. It was good to see him back in the number seven. You know, has another Portuguese guy there at the club with him. It, like, this is the best Man U has been since he's left Man U. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I don't know if that correlates with him coming back, but like, you know, Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba, both of the outside backs, Varane's now playing center back, Kerry Maguire, De Gea. Like from front to back, this squad, like, like I, I think, I don't know if we've said it, but they're definitely contending for all of the major trophies in Europe this season. Yeah, definitely. I, I said the same thing. My little sister, she actually, she married somebody from uh, Manchester, was like parents are from Manchester, but so she's obviously now a big man United fan. Um, and so it was interesting. She, you know, write me, wrote me during the game. And you wrote, I think everybody wrote during the game. But I was like, yeah, I'm watching this. I chose that over Arsenal. chose it over everything. I think that, you know, most of the world did. But I told her the same thing. I'm like, this is the best I've seen Man U play in over 10 years. Like, I mean, and I don't mean to be disrespectful because they won the league less than 10 years ago with uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. But I just, the way that they played was so good like everything flowed well uh they played as a team they looked confident it just yeah like you said Varane played amazing is finally it was great to see him finally play um yeah everybody looked good especially though obviously Ronaldo he looked amazing um a nice tap in and then Luke Shaw running the field right there uh, laying it off to Ronaldo on the left side yeah. Ronaldo putting it through the keeper's legs it was a really I mean the, the here's the thing they were they played amazing they looked amazing and i don't want to take you know anything away from the opposition um or from newcastle what did you say <laughs> because it's newcastle yeah yeah i don't want to take anything <laughs> though it's because it's still they looked great they still played well it was really fun to see this the only thing that i will say is that like okay will is this the type of like game or is this the type of player is this the type of team that i guess can sustain through the whole season because everybody was waiting for this dude to make his second return or his return so everyone was excited everybody was optimistic everybody was feeling some type of way and it won't always be like this you know so i mean it would be great to see this kind of football week in and week out from united i don't know if it will last every single week every single competition every single tournament but nonetheless that was the best i've seen them play in years and years and years um, and again, it was, you knew it was going to happen. Even Ronaldo was like, yeah, I mean, I was expected one goal, but two kind of surprised me, but you yeah. know, it was really good to see that. It was, it just brought me back, you know, to like when I was younger watching him play, he didn't, 
you know, light it up like he did in terms of <clears throat> trickery and stepovers and just all-out pace. Um, but he played the Ronaldo game. You know, that first one was a tap-in. That second goal yep. was amazing. Yeah, that nutmeg. Well, dude, uh, to, to tack on to what you're saying, yeah, not every game will be like that. Newcastle, I respect Newcastle, but they aren't to the same pedigree. And, I mean, you could tell that Newcastle were afraid. Like, if you look at the Bruno Fernandez goal, yeah. I'm being serious, man. If you look at the Bruno Fernandez goal, so Pogba gets the ball, no one even tries to close him down. He looks over his left. Oh, there's my mate. Gives Bruno the ball. Bruno stands on the ball, looks around both ways like he's crossing the street. No one touches him. He rolls the ball forward to give it momentum and then runs into it to kick it off. Yeah, like, way too much. He had enough space to roll. Like, this is like, this is like, you know, when you do the set piece and like the one guy like rolls it forward and then like so you can kick it better. He did it for himself before he took the shot. I'm like, how, like, how does two, like, arguably two we won't say the two best but like everyone on the team is good but how do you give them that much space to do that like it looked yeah. like a like a practice shot on a dummy goalkeeper and i mean that being said i mean you know ronaldo probably could have had more goals if he was a little bit more patient for kind of allow jesse lingard oh that that goal was that was the best goal of the game that was amazing your boy was putting on a show. I was happy to see that. You know, he had he needed that. I, I think he, that was his first Man U goal in over a year, right? Over a year. Yeah, because I guess, well, he was at West Ham. But yeah, it's been more than a year, more than a season. Yeah, I think it, well, yeah. Um, so yeah, good for him. That was amazing. That Yeah, that whole team, it was just fun to watch. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, I didn't pay attention. I don't think much of the world paid attention to, to anything else really on Saturday. But... You know, that being said, City did win. Uh, Arsenal finally scored a goal and won. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, it was just, you know, other than that, I think that game I watched and then um, I really, I don't know, I was just kind of like, it was just a weird feeling to see that. Uh, it felt yeah. good. So I'm happy that, yeah. happy that he's back. I still, I actually, I don't think you answered your own question when you asked me if he would score more than 20 goals. Uh, I don't think you answered that. It was a couple weeks ago. I mean, he's at two right now after one, and I don't know how many. Is it was that the fourth game of the season? Yeah. So that puts us at thirty-four games. If he scores at least one goal a season for the rest of the season, if he plays in them, yeah, he'll get over twenty. Yeah, I'll get over twenty for sure. I don't. I still don't know if he'll be the the leading goal scorer, but this kind of like, I guess it kind of leads into the the one of the topics that you and I were talking about pre-podcast was about all out number nines. I don't, I mean, I don't know if you want to ask that question now or later, but, um, let's pose the question. Let's okay. pose the question. Pose it. Okay. So if you're listening on the podcast, just hit us up on social and let us know if you're on YouTube, get down in the comments, let us know of all of the pure, you know, center forward, solid number nines straight down the middle of your pitch. Who is the most informed striker right now or better way to put it who's the best or if you were building a team who would you choose to lead your line and in and, this situation ronaldo is a number nine right that's yeah in this situation nine. yeah examples yeah ronaldo is erling holland lukaku your harry canes lewandowski's uh i mean be a number nine 
So no, so we for Mbappe we won't call him a number nine, but like Acardi could be the number okay. nine if you if that's the direction you want it to go. Um, I mean, me personally, going off of last week, it's just hard to not say Ronaldo. Um, yeah, but it also for me, I mean, is is Holland a number nine? Because that's it depends on it depends on the the, the purpose. Am I building like a long term team? Because I would take Holland. We just talked about four yeah. Okay, so let, let yeah. Let me frame the question. Let me frame the question differently. Then okay. So your objective, you are. Let's just say. I mean, to make this more realistic, let's just say you took over at. Let's just say Newcastle. Let's say they got some injection, some injection money, right? Yeah. They got some injection money. They know they're going to be able to spend about two hundred euros or two or let's just say two hundred pounds every year on transfers for the next five years. That's. Some state bottom, probably from the Middle East, 200 million okay. pounds per year they can spend on transfers. Okay. But but the first three transfers they give you are free. They say you got to buy a striker at any cost and two other signings of any cost. I'm just trying to figure out who, what striker are you signing and what other two positions are you signing and what players are those positions. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, <laughs> if it is Newcastle, no offense, you kind of need a... A whole new. You need a lot. I'd keep yeah, the idea here is that you need a lot. Yeah, you're you're building something brand spanking new. Yeah, with zero potential at the moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You would definitely want to get. One Objective is to win trophies. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's. It's interesting because you could say Ronaldo, obviously, and I don't know if you saw this or if you heard about this, but you know, a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people are like, oh, Juventus needed to needed to sell Ronaldo. They did not need to sell Ronaldo. I think that. Overall, with his contract, which he left a year short, obviously, uh, and the price they paid, and the, the what the three years that they paid for him, two years, how many years was he at Juventus? Three. I have at least right? two jerseys. Okay, so they're saying that it overall was like three hundred fifty million that it cost them, but they made that back after the uh, more. They made that back and more after season number one. Okay, so. That's obviously jersey sales is a big part of that. A uh, huge part of that is social media. Um, Ronaldo yeah. brought with him like <laughs> I can't remember the number. It was something crazy, like in the <laughs> you know tens of millions of followers just yeah. in a week um, that that his followers came over to that Juventus fan page and, and followed the Juventus Instagram account. So I mean, it kind of depends on what you know what it is that we're looking for, but definitely you 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 need an extremely high profile player, and that's shown in the past to pay off. Specifically now, you know, PSG is doing the same thing with Messi. They were like, you know, the, the president was like, I think people will be pretty amazed with how quickly we'll pay off, or how easily we'll be able to make this money back as far as his wages go. Um, so yeah. You need whether that's a Messi, whether that's Ronaldo, whether that's an Mbappe. I don't know that Holland is that guy yet. Um, just because he just doesn't have the kind of pull that, you know, a Ronaldo, a Messi, and I think you know, currently an Mbappe has. But I would probably, if it was a striker only, I would say I'm not getting Lewandowski. He's definitely not who I would go for, although he's amazing. I'd probably have to say Ronaldo because you know he can do it in England already. Okay, so let's just be clear. You would so you would pick Ronaldo. At, say you're running Newcastle, you're gonna pick Ronaldo with 30, 30 see, 36, 38, 36? 36. Yeah. Over over Harry Kane. Yes. I don't okay. want Harry Kane in my club. And the only, there's a couple reasons. Cause you hate him? <laughs> I mean, listen, no, I don't. <laughs> but I just feel like he's 
and, again, and this is gonna I don't want to offend anyone or hurt like any anybody's feelings but anyway Harry Kane still can, at, at the 27 or 8 that he is he still could not ever keep, keep up in my opinion with a Luke Shaw like Ronaldo did at the age of 36 uh, to get past that ball on the left-hand side and score that. I, d- I mean, if you give Harry Kane that option, I don't think that he keeps up with him in the first place to even get the ball, uh, and I don't know that he finishes it like Ronaldo does. Listen, you're not going to hear any arguments from me there. Okay, so that's your first player. So, you, so you're starting a new project. You're bringing on an aging Cristiano Ronaldo. Mostly, and I think I know where you're going with this, so maybe yeah, long-term, someone like Erling Holland could totally. probably provide a whole lot more. Way but more. in terms of building a club, okay, I have Ronaldo. It now becomes tremendously easier to recruit. Totally. You Who doesn't want to play with Ronaldo? Yeah. And and in the short term, he's definitely still going to get you goals for the next at least two seasons. Two se- he, I would say even three. I would say we could see... We, I mean, it's he's definitely in better shape than Ibra. Yeah, that's facts too. Well, not yeah. definitely. That's... Ibra's in great shape, but like Ronaldo is younger, and I so I obviously he's in better shape. But there, I mean, there, yeah, I think he's got at least two, maybe three years where he can still be. the The good thing about Ronaldo is that we've seen him evolve his game. He's, he's yeah, he's, he'll adapt. Yes, he's definitely smarter about how he plays with his you know body now and the game that he plays so yeah yeah i just okay, think it's so, hard oh, to argue that you wouldn't pick if you if you're asking me for a striker i think it's hard to argue right now not taking a ronaldo it's definitely yeah yeah i mean considering that the let's say the only two things that you would probably care to have your striker do score goals and put butts in seats yes, and sell jerseys and score goals that's why my second one i mean that's why if it I would really choose, if I was actually doing this, like if, if I was in the front office, I would be buying Holland. There would be no question. It wouldn't be, I mean, it wouldn't be Ronaldo. It's just that I think that Ronaldo still has the edge of filling more seats and selling more jerseys. But I do think that long-term, uh, I would, no question. If the, if the terms were different, if they are like, you're building this team long-term, it would be Erling Holland, no question. Yeah, but I guess also the thing to keep in consideration is like Erling Holland. Like, like, with the exception of Messi and even that broke down over the summer, most players don't stay at one club for their entire life. Yeah. Like, they'll do a stint one place and then they'll at least go to another club. Yeah. yeah. And then in majority of situations that most players play at least at three clubs. Like, during the prime, like, during, like, their bring upcoming then like their prime and then like their last big contract, they'll go one other place because typically they it's hard to get the respect. Yeah. That's you know, say like you're at Man's Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's at his third. Um Griezmann, uh Aguero, like everyone, Suarez, yeah. like like every like every like it's it's almost it's almost a blueprint. Like if you if you have an agent, they're like, okay, this is where you're gonna develop. This is where you're going to play from like 25 to 28 or 30. Yeah. And this is where you're going to go for your last big deal. And then after that, you kind of fade into black and into obscurity or whatever. So, I mean, so if I, so if it were me and I was doing it, I mean, so I thought about this. I was thinking like maybe like someone like a Karim Benzema would be worth it because he's also 
He's also strong. He has, the, like, I feel like you also need, like, someone that has, like, the mentality to, like, kill. Ronaldo has it. Yeah. Lewandowski has it. Rom has it. Benzema has it. I still, I don't know. I think Ronaldo has it far more than any of those other players you mentioned. Well, I'm still picking Ronaldo, too, though. <laughs> like, I'm just, just for the sake of argument, there's other people, but I'm picking Ronaldo. Yeah, I think that who might have it, I mean... I think I've said this before. I think that Holland almost reminds me more of like almost an Ebra because he's just like it's just like unreal how I don't know physically built he is, fast he is. I don't know. Like I think that we were talking about the FIFA cards, right? And one mm -hmm. thing that a lot of Ronaldo fans I see I see this on Instagram all the time. It's like they'll put two cards up. Like let's say they have a Messi card and a Ronaldo card, and then they'll highlight uh, the physical part. And I think that, yeah. You know, Messi's physical is somewhere, I don't know, I don't even know, 60s or something. And Ronaldo Yeah, days. there was actually a debate about that on Twitter this morning, about well, Messi's physical stat. <laughs> well, so the, here's the thing, right? Like, the difference is, like, I feel, you know, when these posts go up from, like, massive Ronaldo fans, they're, like, circling. It's, like, it's always him in a, with no shirt on. It's always him with, like, they're, like, highlighting his abs or, like, the bulging muscles in his legs. I'm like, dude, that's, that's not physicality. That's physique. That's, that's, that's yeah. not what this is based off of. Like, while Ronaldo is one of the most fit players out there, even you look at him in the shirt, like, he doesn't, he's not a Lukaku. He's not a Holland. He's not even an Ibra. Um, yeah. He's just not physical. He doesn't play a physical game. He's never played a physical game. He's definitely got one of the best, like, physical bodies Physiques. out there. Uh, and yeah. He keeps himself in shape better than probably anyone out there, but he's not physical. Yeah. Yeah, physical is completely different. You don't need to have the physique of Ronaldo to be a physical player. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Best physical out there oh. right now got to be up top has got to be has got to be Lukaku. Oh yeah, he's bodying defenders week in and week out, mm -hmm. embarrassing defenders. I mean, just his goal over the weekend wasn't an, a complete embarrassment. Defender, oh it was it was a, it was a Man U player, uh, Transebi or Transe, I don't know how you say his name. He's yeah. he, he's Man U kid playing um, playing for um, geez, now I forgot who they played. Whoever Aston Villa. Um, but whatever. Anyway, uh, so moving on. So two other players, right? So you got Ronaldo up top. Now you're building the rest of the club. Now you got to pick two other players to start off. So I was thinking about this. So for me, for my second player, dude, I'm going with Joshua Kimmich from Bayern Munich. Oh my gosh. You hate him too? I don't hate him. <laughs> dude, I'm just, for me, like, I feel like, I guess, okay, well, Okay, I guess if I'm thinking, well, immediate, no, he's good. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Kimmich, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm going with Kimmich. I'm going with Kimmich, man, because he can play, because he can play, I feel like he's like the kind of player where he can play anywhere in the park. Well, not striker or a winger, but like he can play anywhere in the midfield and he can also play anywhere on the back line and be somewhat commanding, at least at a high level. And that that's why, like he, like I, I, I don't know a better person that can play a ball. Oh, there's better players, but that do all that he can do. Like, as far as, like, playing set pieces, like, he can play a set piece like no one so else. Corners both sides. Because you're, you're also describing Pogba at the moment. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, he's so disrespectful. <laughs> I changed my answer. I changed my answer. Well, so the thing with Pogba, especially now with Ronaldo there, again, I don't know how long this will last. I don't know if this is a one-time thing or a one-month thing or a one-season thing, but he was one of the... He's obviously amazing. We talked about him before Ronaldo got there, but 
since Ronaldo got there, again, it's one game, but he's looked even better than he's looked this whole season. He's, what is he at, seven assists for the season? At he, least. He looks really, really good. Um, this is one of his best three. seasons I've ever seen in. Three, yeah. Yeah, Pogba's the bomb. I would take Pogba. Okay, I mean, really, the, what Man United is building right now, because they also have probably my one of the best defenders in the game, too. They got Ronaldo about... at the top. They have Pogba pulling the strings in the middle, and they have Varane right there in the back. So, I just that's I don't I don't yeah. know that they'll win a trophy, but they're going to be top three of every I think competition that they go out in. If well, they yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. Well, well, I was going to say yeah, but like even like look at like Luke Shaw, man. Like two seasons ago, I Luke Shaw. Yeah, you were like, yeah, hey, you're rid of Who's this. Who's Luke Shaw? Yeah. Like, this, this, these days, like, I'm like, I don't know. He might be, like, top three left backs in the world. And I'm not, I'm not a Man U fan. But Luke, like, Luke Shaw is that good. Le- top three in the world? There's Bro, a lot Luke of Shaw. Out there. Lu- Luke Shaw is good. He, like, he, he, for, talk about a physical player. Luke Shaw's a physical player. He can pass the ball. He can shoot the ball. And he's almost as fast as Alfonso Davies. He's yesterday surprised me. Dude, he he did that for England all summer. He was doing that for England all summer. He's Luke not Sha- as fast I mean, as Alfonso Davies, but uh. he's not. But he <laughs> but but he all but almost, dude. He like Luke Shaw. So I was watching something. He's like, I mean, so there's like you think fast players. You think like Alfonso Davies, Kylian Mbappe. But, like, guys right behind them are, like, guys like Luke Shaw and Kyle Walker. Like, those yeah. two guys, like, I mean, for, for, for the record, I think Luke Shaw and Kyle Walker could be brothers. Like, they share, like they have the same mom and different fathers. Like, both bald-headed, broad British guys that make questionable decisions from time to time. But they are fast. Like, they make are, no mistake, those guys, those guys are fast. Walker is faster than Shaw, though. Probably, but not by much. Like I'm telling you, Shaw like Shaw is like it, Premier League. He's probably a top five, like top five. Also, in today's game, you have to be fast for a uh, a left back or a right back. Oh yeah, yeah that, that yeah the descri- description is fast so you can recover because we also need you to play yeah. an attacking role as well. It's so you like, need to be yeah. able to recover. It's almost like attacking is first, and then defense is like, yeah, well, we're going to need you to get back, by the way, to play defense as well. Yeah, dude. I don't know who runs more than outside backs in the modern game. Yeah, I, and that was like, and a, a sad thing to see Hector Bellerin at, at such a young age with that injury come to such a, a kind of a halt in his career, because he was one of the fastest in the league. Um, then he got that injury. He kind of never recovered his form. Now he's been loaned out. But I still love that guy. He's still cool. Yeah. Is he doing good? Is he doing good over there? Um, He's not as fast. He's fast. He's not. Yeah, he's fast. He's not Luke Shaw fast, though. He's not Alfonso Davies. And, like, all all of these guys, like like Hakimi for PSG, like, all of these guys are, like. It's crazy. Yeah, like, typically, like, for most teams, I would venture to say the fastest players are usually outside backs. Either left or right back are typically the fastest guy, followed by either the striker or the winger. Yeah, I don't really. To me, it's more surprising how they can, how quickly they can recover and not be winded. Because yeah, speed is one thing. I'm like, yeah, cool, like I'm fast or whatever. But being able to then go again and then again and again, like for 90 minutes. 
Bro, it's an art. Dude, so I know, and I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, but for my club team, I play left back, sometimes right back. I'm the, I am the I have the best endurance of anyone on the team. And multiple guys on my team, like, like, make it a point to say, man, like, I don't know how, like, you do it. Like, I'm in the box. I'm box to box. I'm, I'm setting guys up, and then I'm getting back to defend, or in most cases, just put my body in the way and yeah, yeah. and do, take a yellow card like wait, wait, at the end of the game you know but like that all that to say like I feel like I cover like anywhere between seven to ten miles every week that I play yeah. when like I feel like the average guy is like putting in like four to six I uh no the last time that I like one of the last times I played which I, I think we've talked about this it's been a while but I had the I had the apple watch in my pants because you can't wear it. <laughs> yeah, you can't wear it. And I just wanted to see how many miles I was running, so I think it was around, like, five. Um, yeah. But as a left back, that you would definitely run more than that. Yeah. You learn to love it, dude. You, le- you, learn, you learn to love it. I could. Run it up. Yeah, it's... I don't mind it, dude. I actually... I actually... I look forward to it, but... uh. Okay, well, let's move on. Last player. Okay, so Pogba's the second player. Ronaldo's the first player. Who's the third player? You're trying to build. You're trying to build success for the next five years. Probably Van Dyke. Okay. All right. So you're going straight down the middle of the field. I don't know. Maybe even what's his name, Marquinhos. Marquinhos, because he can get up there. So, I mean, so yeah, I don't. I guess Van Dyke. It's just like the modern game, man. You have to be able to come up. And if you're a big, if you're a big center back, you've got to have an offensive ability to get up there and head some balls in too it's just it's just uh yeah. i don't know marquinhos brazilians can do it brazilians i feel like every brazilian was raised to be a striker and then when they're like 15 16 17 like okay we're gonna need you to like maybe move back a bit yeah it's probably it's probably like whoever like they all had like crazy scoring stats and it's like okay whoever had the worst which is still like the a very good stats like yeah. okay you got to play center back man that's how it happened to so Ederson. You, Ederson, he was a striker, I think, or at least played up top. And then they were like, oh, like, we actually think you'd be a pretty good keeper. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, Neymar scored 100 out of 100 shots, and you only scored 95, so we're going to need you to right. get in the goal. Yeah. And if it came down to it, we know you could score the goal too, so don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, and I also, I, I've thought about this too. It's like, if you had, like, a decent keeper, but you have two incredible center backs, you're always going to put that keeper in a position where he doesn't have to make any ridiculous saves. Like they might shoot a ball from distance straight to him or where he can see it long enough to get to it, but they're never getting in that box to like expose him. So it's like, and I feel like this is kind of like what we were saying offline. It's like, if, like, if you play in a club that's, like, well-suited, like, you always have room for, like, one passenger. And, like, you just need to decide who that passenger is going to be. Like, the passenger, not in Barcelona's case, as you shouted out, because Braithwaite is a passenger. But, like, other teams that, like, make... Like, for example, Timo Werner, for RB Leipzig two seasons ago, or whenever he was there, scored a ton of goals. It's yeah. starting to look like he might have been the passenger that they cater to for him to score all those goals other teams great center backs their goalkeepers might not be good and their goalkeepers come out with all these clean sheets and look like they're amazing phenomenal goalkeepers right. but they might be passengers because southampton had virgil van dyke and um each what's his name Ichiro? i forget the guy's name the japanese center back um where it's oh. not Ichiro. at southampton years ago 
Yeah, like well, like early to like mid two thousand tens. Okay. Anyway, like when like Sadio Mane they, was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. I yeah because I went to the game. They played Chelsea and Chelsea scored one one goal. They Southampton beat Chelsea three zero or three one. They scored one goal and it was a set piece from William. It was amazing. But it, they had Van Dyke. Mane was there too. He scored against his Van Dyke and this other Japanese center back, and it was just like their goalkeeper wasn't great. But they had two amazing center yeah. backs. Both captains, like both of them could be, like Van Dyke wasn't the captain of Southampton, but this Japanese guy was the Southampton captain at the time. All that to say, they like they made their goalkeeper look great because yeah. he rarely had to do anything. And he only got exposed on free kicks because there was nothing yeah. they could do to save him. You know? That's interesting. Actually, I think, was that the time Jose Font was there too? Probably, was yeah. Was that a Mauricio Pochettino team? Um, let me, I'm just going to pull up the roster I real quick. I think he was their coach at the time too. But yeah, I, that's the one thing I'll say about PSG. And I, 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 was, I would hope that Marquinhos and uh, Sergio Ramos will play at the same time. Because PSG, for as good as they are going forward, and as good as now they have two great keepers, and maybe I think Kevin Ollis is great. Anyway, I thought he was at Madrid. Maybe he was a passenger too, because I don't, I don't, I mean, he, I'm just saying PSG lets in a lot of goals. They score a ton, but I don't know. Yeah. They're like they don't. They're not really up there with like the most clean sheets in any leagues. Uh, so I think that they'll benefit from having Sergio Ramos and Marquinhos because Marquinhos gets up there. Marquinhos is like actively playing an offensive game as a center back. Yeah. Um, and I think that he's more converted center back than anything. I think that they kind of younger on earlier on in his career too. He was more like a midfield player. Uh, and then he's like suddenly this pretty strong center back. Okay, so I found it. So they beat Chelsea three run three one in October of two thousand and fifteen. I was there for my birthday, and it was Yoshida was his name. Okay. Yoshida was the defender with Virgil Van Dyke, and as far as who the coach was, it was a uh, it was the Barcelona coach at that time. Coleman. Yes. Was Jose Font on that team or not? not, not yet. Oh, let me see. Let me see if Font was on the team. Yes, he was. Okay, so, cool. That's probably I mean, a really good game. May, may, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe Jose Font was playing with Virgil Van Dyke. I, I mean, to be honest with you, I couldn't. I, I, I assume. I assumed it was Virgil Van Dyke, but I mean, I'd have to go back no, and look at pictures. Yeah, but, but I think that. Um, no, Virgil Van Dyke was amazing. Is amazing. Still is, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know why he, why he keeps Virgil on his shirt instead of Van Dyke? He hates his dad. <laughs> yeah. Is it really that? Yeah. Huh. What do you know? Speaking of shirts, that's crazy. I saw something. There's a player for. Um, I forget who it was. There's some player. He didn't have his name. He just had three initials. Like his name was like, let's really? say like, yeah, let me, it was like, say like, it was like uh, Blaine R7. Renee Gunn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. It was so cool. It was like, his name was like, like Marquisio Despirito. So it was like M-D-E for wow. Mar- That's cool. De- yeah, it was, yeah, it was cool. Just three letters in the number. I was like, that's, that's like, like a uh, O-D, what's it? Like Odell Beckham Jr. O-B-J. Or is he allowed to have that on his jersey in American football? 
No, he's not. Right. That's the cool thing about like <laughs> soccer too. Is like you know, Kuhn just had Kuhn for a bit. It was just Kuhn. Then it was Kunawero. Then it, you know. But one of the things that I didn't know was that like not all sports are like that. I guess you remember Chad yeah. Ochocinco, and I, I'm, my man. I, yeah, Chad I don't Johnson. know American football whatsoever, but I will say Same. that I know that there was a time where he was like, "Let me put Ochocinco on the jersey." They're like, "You can't. Yeah. It's legally not your name. Like you're literally not Chad Ochocinco." And so he's like, okay, so then I will change my name. And he, that's the only reason he was able to get that on, because he had to legally change his yeah. name. So I just think that's a silly American thing. Like, it's a, it's we a do a lot of, of silly things. Yeah. To back of a jersey, man. Yeah, You'll sell it. so much more if it says Ocho Cinco than Johnson. Right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that part. But yeah, that's just, anyway, something I was... Dude, other thing, and we're way derailed now talking about names on the back of jerseys. Like, I feel like, and I don't know if you know this, but I feel like a lot of the Brazilian players, just because, like, it's all, it's like Willian, De Borges, De Silva, Font Nascimento, Jr. Like, they have, like, they take last names from, like, their grandparents and their parents. Yeah. So, like, typically, I feel like they, a lot of South Americans, they just put their first name on their jersey. Or Brazilians particularly, like Neymar, that's his name, it's Neymar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Willie Ann, his name is Will. That's his first name. Yeah. It's just Willie Ann. Gabrielle from uh, your your Arsenal boy. Yeah. That's his first name. It's yeah. just that's his name. It's like Oscar. Like I, I mean, there's so many of them. Yeah. Like Hulk. It's his nickname. His right. name is just Hulk on his jersey. Well, and that's one thing that when I was Marquinhos. Watching... Is that his? That's his first, first name. name. It's wow. that's his first name. Yeah. We were. I didn't watch much of the Olympics. I'm not a huge Olympic fan, but I did watch the marathon because I love to run. And they were saying that a lot of. Uh, so they were explaining who was running, and one of the announcers was like, "Just so all of the viewers out there know, like the Japanese naming custom, like they've kind of switched it recently." He was like, "They now like to be referred to as their. I think it's their last name first, and then their first name last, which is why we're calling them the way we're calling them. So don't be confused. This is just like how they prefer it." And I think it's cool. Like, I think that the customs for, I mean, naming, it's the same thing in Russians. I lived there for a while. Like, it's a very interesting way, the, the way that they take their names um, from, like, even, like, you know, mother, father. Same thing with our, in South America. Like, we take our mother's last name, then the father's last name at the end of it. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Iceland. Literally take your father's first name, becomes your last name with son at the end of it. Or daughter. Gilfrey Sigurdsson, his no father's name is Sig Sigur. Way. His kid will be Gilford, Gilferson or something. No yeah, way. it's true, dude, because it was the weird, dude, because, well, I mean, just look at Icelandic players and you'll notice they all have son. Yeah. And then, like, if they have, like, a, a sister or a relative that plays, their last name is daughter. So, like, brothers and sisters don't have the same name. So, it was, like, always the weirdest thing. Like, so, I lived in Iceland when I was a kid. Like, I'd have a friend and he'd be like, I'd be like, yo, this is, like, this is like Skylar Kofferson. And then like his sister might be in the class and she had a different name and I'd be like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like at five, I couldn't understand it. And like, oh, no, I could, like it wouldn't compute, but then it's like, oh yeah, like not everyone does things the way we do in America. So that's it's like so being narrow-minded. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. I had Guilty no idea. son. I that's just like, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, we, I love that. Yeah. yeah, we're way off. We're way off. We're way off. So let's get this thing back on the rails. Um, um, 
Yeah, but I mean, the one thing that I wanted to talk about, we, we brought him up a couple of weeks ago, Edson Edward for Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace oh, CP. finally got a win. Will Zaha scored a penalty kick. He looked amazing. Your boy Connor Gallagher, who's on loan from Chelsea, unbelievable. I was like, what is, Chef's he, kiss. what is he doing not playing for Chelsea? Why is he not there? Um, oh, yeah, that's the question we all asked after we saw him in the, pre, in the pre-league yeah, or the preseason. He was that good. He was he? I don't know why we let him go. Yeah. I mean, it's only a loan, but, but still, I, he was coming back on defense, tracking back. He was creating, uh, creating chances. He was doing everything. So, um, we'll, But yeah, I mean, I was really, I, that was a really fun game to watch. And Edson Edouard came on, made his debut, brought, came on for Benteke. Literally his first touch, he scores. Showed him how it's done. Four minutes later, he scores again. So... Zaha and o- and Odward had a couple goal or, or score, which was awesome to see them get their first win. First win for Patrick Vieira, really nice, really nice. Shout out to the skipper. Yeah, it was a good game. But Conor yeah, Gallagher, always, it always sakes. I, I still can't. Yeah. I just kept thinking about it. Like, what what is he doing out on loan right now? Yeah, no, dude. That's what happens when you got the PFA Player the or the the UEFA Player of the Year. And UEFA midfielder of the year, both playing in your midfield. Well, let me just say this. I remember. I, I hope you're not going to say what I'm thinking you're saying. Okay, it was, it's not. Good. Well, I think it was two years ago when, or no, it was a season ago, I guess. So Thomas Partey, he's now for, playing for Arsenal. There was a little rumor uh, before he came to Arsenal that actually Jorginho was going to come to Arsenal. And Chelsea was going to buy Partey. And you were like, I'm really hoping this happens. And I'm like, I'm really hoping this doesn't happen. Because I didn't rate Jorginho at the time. I think that in the last year, maybe two years, like Jorginho has really become an incredible player. I just, before that, I was like, well, this, what, this is just not impressive to me. Um, yeah. But it's in the last well, year or so, I've been like, dude, this guy is on fire in everything he does, both with Chelsea and with Italy. Jorginho's the guy that, like, when he's in the game, it's hard for you to appreciate what he does. But when he's not in the game, you realize what he did. Mm. Or what he didn't do. Like, so we, so he came on for Chelsea at halftime. And it was night and day. We went from being a shambolic. Do you know? uh, The guy that we signed, uh, Saul, um, from Atletico. Interesting, okay. Yeah, so we started Saul. He looked out of place. I thought that was he a looked odd like he did. to begin with, but maybe it'll well, surprise me. I mean, it was a, it's a loan, but like I, what I was hoping you didn't say is why would we go out and sell or sign Connor, Saul Connor when we got Gallagher yeah, balling sense. off in South London? Yeah, so that's that that's that's the alarming part. The good part is he'll be back, but uh, yeah, Jorginho... He's definitely he's definitely a baller. You just like the things that he does, or the, just the way he's able to control the game, and yeah. not be like other guys like get the ball, they're sporadic, they'll pass the ball, make a bad pass. He'll never make a bad pass. Like they're like, oh, he's only making like you know short passes. All his passes are back. No, he gets assists. He puts balls forward. But I mean, I'm not gonna like. I mean, I don't have to say. We don't have to say anything about him. He won. Pl- he he yeah, UEFA yeah, Player of the yeah. Year. He won UEFA Player of the Year for a reason. Yeah, and I'm just like, saying he, that was. I was really. Uh, that season, I was like watching him, thinking, "Jesus, I really wish we would have taken him." And Chelsea, yeah. didn't. no, I mean, I really love Partey. He's been hurt, whatever. But 
Uh, I yeah. think that he can, if you know, finally after a season under his belt, hopefully his injuries are out of the way, um, that he can become the guy that we all fell in love with him at, at Atletico. But um, yeah, Giorgino, even with with Italy is when I really grew that appreciation for him. Watching him with the Italian team over the summer, him and um, uh, Verratti in the midfield were like. That was unbelievable. That kind of yeah. felt like I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it was good. But anyway, that was yeah. That you guys have a great midfield, midfield. But I think that you should keep on to Connor Gallagher. I I really hope that they don't pull a typical Chelsea and sell the young kid, uh, only to buy him back for ninety million in a few years. Yeah, for real. Speaking of, okay, Tammy Abraham uh, had a really great game. Yeah, Roma. That was a credit incredible um, ending. That's the thing, dude. So, so to give the viewers some context, uh, the Roma game came on approximately the same time as the Real Madrid game. Oh, yeah. I decided to watch the Real Madrid game. Brooks texted me right around the end of both of their games. I think there was probably twenty minutes left, and he's like, "Yo, like Cammy's getting unlucky with the post." And I was like, "Let me check his Instagram," thinking that you're talking about an Instagram <laughs> post. <laughs> and he's like, "No, man, he's playing right now." So I switched over, and yeah, that that man. So I didn't see any of Tammy up until that point. I just saw the end of the game. And that El Sharway, or how do you say his name? El, El Sharway. Yeah. Bruh. That goal was crazy. I was screaming. And he just What? Nothing. Go. No, you no, he did. He placed that thing perfectly. I was gonna say that was um that was a move that Mourinho intentionally made. I mean he, he brought him on maybe five minutes before that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that kid put a wonderful curler into the upper right. That was crazy. But Tammy Abraham won the penalty, not a penalty, the foul that gave them a free kick that then they scored off of. Um, okay, it's all over the place. I mean, Tammy Abraham, you know, he has a ton of energy. He always puts it all out there every game, and he was just doing the same thing again this week. It's really, I think a huge, that was a great signing for Roma. Um, yeah. But yeah, the El Shaarway goal. But then. There were only supposed to be three minutes of extra time, and they're all already scored in like the 92nd. This game goes to 95 and 40 something seconds. This ref really didn't want Roma to win because Sassuolo yeah. scored in like the 95th. They did. Yeah, dude. We were still celebrating when they put it in. Yeah. It was a similar type of goal. Yeah, well, it was a beautiful shot. That was quite a strike. That was. It was a shame it was brought back, but I'm happy it was as a Roma fan. But yeah, that was the game should have been over. The game should have been over. Yeah, definitely. Should. Could you imagine if he if that counted, Mourinho would still be going off. That's what I was gonna say, dude. Shout out to Mourinho though. You know how happy Mourinho was. I'm pretty sure he ran on the field he to celebrate that like ninety. Mm-hmm. He was out there with the players jumping on him. It's good to see him happy, man. Shout out to Roma. I hope they continue to play well. They're probably are they at the top of the table? Because I know, um, because yeah, Inter drew two two like a bunch of idiots, and Juventus has completely lost their way. Yeah, we were supposed to be at that Juventus game. I think in like a Juventus Roma. I think it's like in a week or two. Um, we decided to go to South Africa instead. But but so the the tickets to that were like ninety euros a piece in like the worst seats too to see a eight of you know fifteenth place Juventus against Roma but yeah it's Roma and then it's AC Milan right underneath them okay well they probably thought they still were gonna have Ronaldo at that point though you know that Ronaldo tax man they do not look good 
Ronaldo's like, I don't know. I, I will, one thing I will say about Ronaldo, he knows he when called, to leave. He knows, he's like, he knows when to leave. He calls Angel, get me the heck out of here. I'm not playing with these scrubs. They look so bad, dude. They look so bad. I feel bad for them. Jeez. They're they're below Sassuolo, dude. They're bottom half, dude. Talk about Arsenal getting relegated. Juventus about to get relegated for the second time in the 21st century. Yeah, that first time, though. They cheat us. Yeah, that could be a... There should be some... There's some pretty good documentaries. There should... Anyway. Um, yeah, that's... That's going to be interesting. I'd like to see... I'd love to see Roma win the league. I would fly back. I would fly back for that parade or whatever's going to happen. That would be something crazy. Uh, in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. It's. A, keep, I don't know, though. Keep. It could be like a... Uh, I don't know. We'll see who... We'll see how it happens. I'm just really happy that, like, Italian football... I was going to say it's getting better, but now that Ronaldo left, I, I'm kind of worried for the state of Italian football uh, the next couple of years with the Juventus looking how they look. It's only a few games, so I should not well, speak. Yeah, well, dude, for me, I don't know. Like, I, I, like, I'd say for historically, like, I would only watch Juventus play. And, like, I, I started liking Inter Milan because they went on tour in America. Oh. And they came, they came to Utah and they played uh, our team. Oh, Our, we we all saw Lake, what and I was like, was "Yo, it? this is dope." It was probably like 2013. Okay. So I I bought my first Inter jersey, and that's when I kind of like stepped away. Like up to that point, like you know, like I would buy Juventus jerseys, you know, Del Piero, Pogba, Pirlo. Yeah. But really, Del Piero, man, shout out to Del Piero. Oh. Love Del Piero. <laughs> Love He's Del Piero. Another video with Kabi. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I should follow Kabi. I don't follow him, but I'll look for it. But anyway, they came here and I was like, okay, Inter's actually pretty dope. And they had a bunch of Brazilians on the team at the time. So for, I guess I'm saying this to say like Inter won a season ago when Lukaku got there. I was like, okay, this is big. When Ronaldo went to Juventus, obviously that was big. But I feel like as long as Juventus isn't winning every single Scudetto, I think Italian football is doing better. You're right. No, like, that's a really good point. At least from like a spectator standpoint, like I want, like when I turn on the TV, like I want to see both Milan teams competitive, yeah. Napoli competitive. I want to see, um, what's the other baby blue club? Not Napoli. Um, Lazio. Lazio, yeah, with Creo and Mobile and all those guys, yeah. like all like because there's so many good teams. Like we would play FIFA when we we're growing up, and like there's always there's like a bevy of good teams from Italy, yeah. and then it's like fast forward to like being an adult, and it's like okay, there's only the old lady. And I yeah. hate that. I hate that. And it's really, yeah, oh. just like the last 10 years or so, because I remember, I mean, you brought it up, like Inter with Mykon, um, Javier Zanetti, like that whole era. Uh, yeah. Pre-Jose Mourinho coaching them. Like it, they've always had a, a really talented team. Ibra was there at one time too, Samuel Atoo. Yeah. But that, uh, yeah. Wesley. Uh, yeah. Wesley Schneider, Schneider, Wesley Schneider. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, so when Ronaldo was there and when Lukaku, basically all the ex-English players came to, you know, Inter for a season. The exodus. Like, oh, great. Like, yeah. you know, we got Ronaldo here. We got uh, Inter, all these good, great players at Inter. They're gonna Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that, you know, Italian soccer was good for a while, but then Ronaldo left. But hey, you're right. I think you bring up a good point that if as long as Juventus isn't winning nine years in a row... 
uh, Italian soccer will be in a good place. I w- and I do love to see both AC and Inter Milan playing well, but I obviously want Roma to win it. So we'll see how that goes. And I like to see Jose Mourinho back in Italian football. I think he brings yo he brings a lot of you know energy and personality to whatever league he's in. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm rooting for Roma. I mean, Tammy I guess Abraham. if I if yeah, Tammy Abraham and Jose Mourinho, man, two two Chelsea legends. <laughs> or now we're just throwing no, the word out. No, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. They're like, well, Jose Mourinho definitely a legend. Like Tammy Abraham, you can't say he's a legend, dude. He barely played for the club. He played a season under Frank, a season and a half under Frank, and then Tuchel benched him immediately. But Jose Mourinho is a Chelsea legend, man. I don't care what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jose. Yeah, but yeah, he that's yo Tammy's just he he was an academy guy with potential that yeah. didn't see eye to eye with the coach. He'll be back though. He'll be back. Jose won his that was his thousandth game, I think. Yeah, it was. He won it. Good stat. Good yeah. stat. Yes, it was. And Mohammed. Oh, uh, let me oh, think. Yeah, so I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, sorry. What was I? I, I was just gonna say Mohammed Salah got his hundredth uh, yeah. Premier League goal. I think. Yep. 98th for Liverpool because he only scored two for Chelsea. So, you know, that's a little, that stings. That sounds crazier um, to me that he's basically about to get 100 for Liverpool. That's to me a crazier stat than 100 in Premier League. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, dude, when they said it, I was like, okay, 100. Like, how many could he have gotten for Chelsea? Like, he played all of 17 games. And it was like, I was thinking like maybe eight. It was like two. I was like, okay, this man's literally scored 98 goals that's in the red wild. shirt over the last three seasons or four yeah. seasons. That's wild. Um, yeah. Let's see. Anything else? Barcelona had a bye this week, right? They didn't play, but... Uh, oh, let's talk about Champions League. Oh, shoot. That's coming up. Who's who's playing? Dude, I haven't even PSG looked. Bar- playing. They're, they're tomorrow? They play... I think it's Wednesday. It could be tomorrow. They're training in their okay. third kit training gear. Even Looks though. amazing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, how is that... And why is that even a thing? Third kit oh, dude, when you're yeah, PSG. Like third kit training gear? Goodness. Yeah, dude. Chelsea got a third kit training, some third kit training range this season, too. I have it all friend, looks, dude. I, so, I have a friend who's uh, Scottish, and he played in the, like, the Scottish Premier League years and years ago. And, and so, we, we talked football quite a bit. And I remember he was telling me, man, like, when we would come out on the pitch, we would have literally our jersey and our shorts on. These dudes are coming out like changing four times before they even get to the field. Like, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy what what whatever, how everything has changed and evolved in the last twenty seasons. Well, well, dude, that's the thing. So I it barely dawned on me. So like, they have the anthem jackets, right? And I didn't realize they're called anthem jackets because they only wear them Literally. for the national anthems of their countries. And then it that's it. Off and it off. Yeah. Yeah, you got a di- like they got different jackets for after the game. They got different jackets for the warm. And if you're sitting on the bench, they got a different jacket for that. And if you're on the bench, you don't even get an anthem jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. There's so much money goes into these things. And I was watching a video on that, like how and why. Um, for example, like how and why Nike got the Liverpool contract over New Balance, who even New- still had the upper leg. It's crazy. It's crazy the amount of money and like pull that these uh, uh, clothing companies have. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it costs them like like it, whether or not they sell all, through all their anthem jackets, like they're making the money anyway. It's like the anthem jacket, like it's like polyester and a zipper for ninety bucks or one hundred and twenty bucks. Hey, I've bought with, at a, least with a logo. Two. 
Oh yeah, dude, I got awesome. So I got, yeah, dude, I, I got I, anthem jackets. I, I buy them every that. year. Yeah, I buy the Chelsea anthem jacket and home every every season, man. Could do a video on anthem jackets. All right, man. Let's talk about the Champions League real quick before we before right. we go. So, at least I'm looking at the schedule right now. The only game, like the big games, like big games in terms of like actual competition, uh, you got Bayern Munich versus Barcelona tomorrow. And then I feel like what's turning into kind of like a household classic for Champions League is Inter Milan and Real Madrid. I feel like they meet oh. so frequently in the Champions League recently. But uh Yeah. And then and then so another one I think is like coming into another like sort of a rivalry is Man City and PSG because they're in the same group. Yeah. Yep, they'll play. That's actually going to be actually no, it's not going to be a tough group. RB Leipzig sucks this season. No, it's Last be, season yeah, that would have been competitive. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... Last season, it would out. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, some fun games. Like, you got Man U playing Young Boys from Switzerland, so that should be fun if they play their starters. Chelsea's in at St. Petersburg. Uh, PSG Club, Bruges. That should be a bruiser if they play their starters. What's up with Messi? Is he... Uh, he was training. Why, was, why didn't... Okay, so I forgot. Like, you remember how we, like, two weeks ago, we were like, yeah, yeah, Messi's finally going to play. Well, we didn't realize that they had an international friendly the day before that ended, like, Friday in France. It was, like, yeah. Thursday in South America. But, yeah, him and Neymar and everyone else that played uh, for the South America. South American. Yeah, yeah. They, they just needed that rest time. So, still no debut for Messi. Well, no real. I mean, Starting yeah, he didn't start. Yeah. yeah. So fingers crossed on Wednesday because he was, I guess, been resting since Thursday, is that Friday. A home game? Um, or is it an away game? I think it's away. At to this be rate, honest. his first home game might actually be when I'm there. That was... <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Let's no, hope so. He'll definitely play before then. But season, though, the tickets aren't for sale yet. There's a. So I'm still keeping my eye out for those. Beautiful. Just get me a jersey when you get there, dude, because those things are sold out. I hope they'll be ready by the time we're there. I could. I will be so sad if I spend a whole month and a half there and I don't even. The, the jersey is still not even in stock yet. You better believe I'm checking that Champs Elysees store every day. Yeah, dude. It's so like. How do you not? How? It's so sad. Like Chelsea, like they sold out of their like their uh, match jerseys or their vapor ones, whatever. They just barely got back stock today. Like, I've been checking for the home jersey every really single today? day. And they just literally, it's in my car. I haven't checked out yet. and Because I was going to see if, like, other Nike retailers got, like, their jerseys. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, like, the match one or the replica. PSG yeah. home kit, gone. What about the away? Like, Did and you I, find away one for PSG yet? Well, I got the away one, yeah, but it was the replica. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's gone, dude. They're all gone, dude. There's, there, dude, there's right, right now. There's, there's, you can't, a man cannot buy a, or a PSG jersey. It's not, it's not for sale. They are not for sale. Children, they are gone. Okay, all right. Children, all right, all right. that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, cool, well, dude. That probably wraps us up then for this, this, uh, this episode right here. Um, I mean, I guess let's just make one prediction and then roll out. Barcelona or Bayern Munich, who's winning? Which of the FCBs is going to win? Football club, Bayern or Barca? Win who's one, winning tomorrow? The, oh. Just the game, the match, tomorrow. 
I don't. Wait, they're playing each other tomorrow. Tomorrow, three o'clock Eastern time, Barcelona plays Bayern Munich. Yeah, I don't think Barca's winning. I said, I don't think that that's gonna happen. I would like them to, but I think that Bayern Munich is winning. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right, dude. I we I think yeah, you're you're definitely right. Barcelona. I'll still not watch it, that game. but I don't think. Oh, I'm watching it. Yeah, I don't think they have a chance of winning that game. Cool. Memphis scores. We're, we're... Lewandowski gets a hat trick. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's. Yeah, dude. The, well, dude. Yeah, just Bayern Munich's too strong right now. So good. They're just, they're just too. Second in the they're league. They're too but, strong. But though. Second in the league, but not for nothing, dude. I mean, they, they like I'm not. Yeah, three. No games, one should be worried. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's a long season, dude. They got they, their depth. We're not gonna talk about Bayern Munich. They just they're they're fine. Their depth is unreal, unreal, unreal. So yeah. anyway. All right. Thanks, guys. We uh, pre, yep, everyone hanging out with us. Uh, it's 12th Man Podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.